0: Off script with Trish Glost. It's a look into some of the people in our community I find fascinating. And in front of the microphone today is my good buddy, Braden Hitt. Hello. Chef.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: <laughs> cool, cool guy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, you are currently the chef of a pop-up restaurant over Easy. I am, yep. And I just asked you how the weekend went and it went pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. We have, uh, we've really picked up the pace in the last this, since the year started, we usually in January February, we kind of mm-hmm. slow down. It hasn't happened this year, so we're still just going for full tilt. So it's been awesome.
0: Um, I was thinking about you yesterday sort of preparing for this. We've known each other, I don't know how many years, but like a handful of years mm-hmm. I've known you. Yeah. Yeah. You moved to Two, Medford?
1: 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I lived in Ashland first. I moved to Ashland in the end of 2010, I believe. It's all kind of a blur, but we, uh, (laughs) um, but yeah, we, I moved, I moved down to help Neil Clooney open up Smithfields in 2010, and then I worked with him for, I guess, probably a year, Mm -hmm. right around a year, and then I moved to Medford, so I was in Medford in 2011.
0: Okay, we're going to get to all of that, but um, we got to start from the beginning. Where are you from? Oklahoma City. Okay, how long did you live there?
1: Uh, Until I was 27, so I was born and raised there, and then I, I moved. To uh, Portland, Oregon, to uh, go to culinary school.
0: Was that a culture shock?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <From> Oklahoma City <laughs> you, to Portland. You know, we're, you're below the Mason Dixon line, so it was. It's a it's a different world up here, comparatively to Oklahoma, for sure.
0: Okay. Um. And then, what was your childhood like? Uh,
1: it. You know what? I kind of had a mundane childhood. Like I had, you know, two great parents, um, Ron and Sandy. Hit. We. Uh, <laughs> we. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, I, I had a sister and we lived in a neighborhood and you know, the, the neighborhood was everybody kind of took care of everybody else, you know, Mm -hmm. it was kind of that Southern neighborhood.
0: Oh, I know. I get yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Walking into each other's houses without knocking on the door and exactly. eating dinner at everybody's house every other night. So
0: Um, I've never been to, you know, I'm from South Carolina. Yeah. So, and moved from South Carolina to Vegas when I was 16. Yeah. Co- culture <laughs> yeah, yeah. shock, for sure. Uh, did you, did y'all drink sweet tea in Oklahoma City? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sun tea. Okay. See, we didn't do sun tea. Oh
1: yeah. You're missing out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we, did the, we did the boil the tea bags yeah. in you know in water, and then you add, like, a gallon of sugar to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally did that, too. Uh, we would make the tea, we put them in big jars, and then just let it seep out in the sun all mm. day long. So there's a good chance for botulism, but it was, you know, <laughs> it's like rolling the dice every time you drink a <laughs> of cup course. of tea, but it was awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. Did y'all eat grits? Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Yep. Do
0: you like grits?
1: I love grits. Yeah. Me, too. Yeah. Me, Shrimp too. and grits. Like, mm. you know... Our, growing up my parents my mom you know sorry mom but she wasn't a very great cook Mm -hmm. um self-proclaimed not great cook you know her mom on the other hand um grandma Stevens, she was like the best country cook that i've ever met like she Mm -hmm. had a garden that she grew all of her own vegetables Mm -hmm. you know she had chickens she had everything and um they they were from a town called antlers oklahoma which is basically a stop sign um (laughs) but they moved to oklahoma city um right after the uh depression to find work and they lived on the outskirts and they still set up kind of like this Mm -hmm. big huge farm. you know not a farm but a a big garden like it was an acres worth of food that she made, right. Yeah.
0: Your accent came out when you said Grandma Stevens. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, You know, it's taken me a while to not have this, the Southern uh-huh. draw, but, um, you know, I think that's just your surroundings you kind of fit in, but I definitely, you get a couple of beers in me and I, the y'alls come out for <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, big time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so what did Grandma Stevens make that you, like, the, was there any meal that you're just like, man, that was the best?
1: So there was two things that she made for me, three things that she made for me. She grew black eyed peas.
0: Oh, um, and stop so she, right there! Yeah,
1: so she would always make me, uh, you know, just black-eyed peas with ham hock, um, and then she made this potato dish that I have tried to recreate and I I can't do it, but it is the most simple, straight. She just boiled sliced potatoes mm-hmm. that she grew, with milk, butter, like a pound of butter, of course, and salt and pepper, and that was it. And it was so. Is this like this stewy, mushy? Mm. Potatoy stewy thing and I have tried it a million different ways and Mm -hmm. I can't it is this you know it's probably how she grew them right the milk that she used the butter that she used you know all that kind of jazz but then she she only made this for me because none of my the other family would ever eat it was (laughs) boiled okra oh as a kid for some reason boiled okra was like the bee's knees to me. Like if I went to my grandma's house, she had to make me boiled okra. And if you've ever had boiled okra, I wouldn't recommend it. It's a it's snotty. Like it's slimy. You, like legitimately you pick it up and there's stuff drips off of your spoon. Like
0: Look. Yeah. That doesn't <laughs> but,
1: make sense but it was I loved it. It was something I I would eat the whole pot of it.
0: That doesn't make sense that as a kid you would like boiled okra. I know.
1: I hated Brussels sprouts, you know the normal right, stuff. Right. But for some reason the boiled okra was where it was at for that's crazy.
0: Um, I didn't like it as a kid, but my grandma made chicken and rice. Oh, yeah. Yep. And there, I'm like salivating just thinking yeah. about it. My Uncle Randy made it for me a few years ago, and you have to use a hen.
1: Yeah. You can't use yeah. a chicken because
0: yep. it's fattier. Yep. And he put sausage in it, Yeah. and there's just something about it. Ch- it's just so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, I really miss... You know, there's, there's a lot of restaurants that pop up around, you know, like Southern food, and and then you go to it. I'm always disappointed. I know. I know.
0: It's, <laughs> it's so simple. It's,
1: it's so simple. And I think that's... People try to church it up too much, I think, whenever... I to, yeah, you know I agree. I mean? like, no.
0: Like, a, like my grandmother's rump roast, she would literally put garlic, salt, and pepper on it and let yeah. it sit overnight and then cook it.
1: Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I came from dirt farmers, you know, like they... During the Depression, they still sustain life mm-hmm. and still made it happen and actually my my grandfather on my mom's side i didn't know this until after i'd moved here him and my uncle freddie they actually moved to medford uh for a time being to log
0: wow yeah
1: i didn't know that until i moved here
0: that's yeah bizarre yeah
1: it was crazy but uh, my aunt sue uh told my mom she was mm-hmm. like I'm almost positive that's where granddad and, and, oh. and Freddie moved to, you know, to help mm-hmm. the family out whenever things went, mm-hmm. pardon the term, but went south. Right, <laughs> you know right, what right, I mean? right, like, right,
0: yeah. No, um, that's weird that you say that. My other grandmother on my dad's side is from Oregon City. Crazy. And she lived in Buffalo, New York and South Carolina. Weird. I know. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of parallel paths, Yeah, I
1: totally, guess. yeah.
0: Um. So <laughs> I've never asked you this question before. What were you like in high school? I was a nerd. Really?
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what I had envisioned. I wasn't but... very, I wasn't very studious. Um, I, you know, what? I had my 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 high school years were kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad passed away whenever I was sixteen, and that was kind of a uh, a shock. You know, I and I didn't really know how to handle that, mm-hmm. so I I was I was kind of introverted. I hung out with the cool kids, sort of on the out, you know, on mm-hmm. the outskirts of the cool kids, um, but I didn't really drink or do mm-hmm. anything in high school I kinda of just stayed the course you know and just I was ready to get out of it yeah. I, I didn't like school and I so I was just you know I didn't do very well in school
0: were you and your dad close very so that, yeah. that must have been really hard at 16. it was it was
1: hard it was really hard we um, um, we did everything together fish every weekend like it was just and you know he was a, a heavy smoker and it was inevitable but we didn't expect it to uh, happen you know the way that it did like it was kind of out we were actually p- playing ping-pong and uh, uh he got a nosebleed and i t- he, it wouldn't stop like it was just mm. pouring so we i i drove him to the hospital before i even had a license and they did cat scans and he had tumors all in his lymph nodes and, wow and everything so they basically said you had six weeks to live wow. and it was pretty close to that
0: yeah yeah what, what was he like
1: awesome he was you know he he like he was very outgoing. He could talk to anybody and you know he 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 he, he loved people, you know, and he loved conversation and um he loved his beer and <laughs> loved cures and nice. uh he uh He was just a cool guy. He was an entrepreneur, you know, in quotations, my mom would argue the fact, but he was an entrepreneur. Like, he tried, my mom was the pillar of the family. Like, she stayed the course. She worked at the same bank for over 50 years Mm -hmm. and started as a teller and worked her way up to senior vice president. And so she was, like, the backbone of the family. She kept us afloat whenever my dad's crazy ideas would come into play and he would want to open up an appliance store and you know, that eventually went bankrupt. And Mm -hmm. um, then he sold boats. (laughs) Like He he was just kind of he was a salesman, like at at, at the truest sense, he could sell you a rock. And, you know, he was just he's a great guy.
0: And you and your mom are really close.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like I said, she we uh, she calls me number one son. So, you know, you're the only son, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, mom. Um, so, where did this love for cooking come from? Where did how did all that start?
1: You know, I, I think it was from both of my grandmas, actually. Really. My my grandma my um, on my dad's side, Grandma Hit. She um, was kind of old German stock, you know. So okay. she did like a lot of um, like she the one dish that I totally remember from her is. Uh, um, turkey noodles mm. and so every Thanksgiving if she, she would make her uh, turkey and dumplings but she had these This and I have the dumpling recipe that I've actually made before and it's amazing mm. you make this dough let it set out overnight with a damp cloth on it the next morning you come out you cut them all up and you make your stock out of your turkey neck and your hearts and gizzards and everything of else course. and then you drop these these dumplings into it and it was to to this day the best and then my other grandma, Grandma Stevens, she, uh, you know, like I said, we go over to her house every Sunday and have, you know, family dinner mm-hmm. and just seeing what she could produce out of this tiny kitchen that she had to feed twenty people. It was it was amazing. So, and then I started just watching like, um, Julia Childs. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we didn't really have cable or anything, so mm-hmm. I had PBS or you of know, OPB and um, uh, Julia Childs. Justin Wilson, which was like I totally the, remember oh Justin man, Wilson. He was my favorite.
0: Crazy, like I loved
1: him. Like yeah. I loved what he did. He Just I, he was a personality, but um, he it, it was amazing. I, mm-hmm. I felt that's I truly was just like, oh man, this is what I want to do. You know. So
0: did you cook in high school, or
1: did you cook like at uh, home ever? I took
0: home
1: ec <laughs> when I was in high school. That was just kind of a slough off class, though I think. Right. But like we did cooking competitions. I, I you know I cooked at home. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, again, my mom wasn't the best of cooks. Um, and you know, she, she didn't really have a lot of time to cook either. You know, she was always working. She'd come home and whip something up for us. But it was, you know, uh, I was started experimenting with cooking in high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, um, out, out of high school, I started working for a lady. Uh, her name was Sandy Hamilton at foodies was the name of the restaurant. And she really inspired me to, like, I, I still consider her kind of my mentor okay. of, like, cooking. She really kind of sparked that, you know, telling me that I could do it mm-hmm. and, you know, really standing behind me and pushing me to do it.
0: So much so that you actually went to culinary school. Yeah. Like, I mean, that did that hit you? Like, I'm good at this. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to culinary school.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's a, a lot of times that's – Part of the issue with a lot of the people that are going to culinary school now, they don't really have an idea of what they want to do, Mm -hmm. and they're kind of having pressure from their parents to do something. Not that I had that pressure. My, my, you know, like I said, we lost my dad during high school, so my mom never put pressure on me to, Mm -hmm. like, go do stuff, you know, or, like, you know, but... I think what happens a lot of times with the kids these days is that they, they watch television programs, like I was saying, like, you know, me watching Justin Wilson and, and Julia Childs, and, and then they see this kind of, like, rock star persona that's portrayed on TV and... It's sexy. It, 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 according to TV, it is. Right. Yeah, while you're in it, it's not so exactly. sexy. It's, exactly, it's not a It's not a profession that is for everybody, I will say that for sure.
0: Okay, so you went to what culinary school did you go to? Uh,
1: the Oregon, or I'm sorry, uh, La <laughs> Cordon Bleu.
0: Okay, and so WCI. Why did you pick that one?
1: Uh, you know what? I kind of, I at first I was accepted to the New England Culinary Institute, hmm. and I had all the paperwork done and I had everything, and then I got a call from WCI, and they kind of coerced me into coming here.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I don't,
1: I don't regret. Coming to Oregon by any means, I absolutely love Oregon, and I call this my home now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, it, the the schooling, I, I think I would have got a better education at New England Culinary Institute, and that's just my own opinion. Um, but we, uh, you know, I, I a lot of opportunities have opened up since coming to Oregon and, sure. and going to culinary school. Even through culinary school, I started working at the Veritable Quandary in in Portland and that is that was like my home away from home like I found my my spot you know and that was one of the places even after I would leave there I would always come back I worked there for like ten years hmm. off and on and that's in a, in a restaurant setting that's that's a good length of time you for know sure. and a lot of the people that actually uh, you know they closed the 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 Veritable Quandary down but they've opened up another restaurant called the Q and um, they. Um, started, they, they took most of the staff from Veritable Quandary over to the Q. So it's still kind of, you know, everybody still works there. But right. there's people that have worked for Annie or Dennis King for 20 years, over 20 years.
0: Yeah. Uh, what was culinary school like? Uh, tough?
1: Yes, it was tough. You know what? It was, it was one of those things where I was a fish out of water, being in Portland, Oregon anyways, coming sure. from Oklahoma City. And, um... It was, you know, luckily I made I made a friend the first day. Mm -hmm. It was in it was in 101, kind of the introduction to to the school, and they you know they have this assembly and everybody's sitting there and there's a guy in front of me that had tattoos across his back that I could see through his shirt, and the dude was a brick like he's a wall. Mm -hmm. His name is Kelly Gonzalez, and um, we like we had to sit in class for like eight hours to listen to this lecture, you know, and I'm trying fighting to stay awake and. Um, afterwards, we you know we'd have breaks and we we're kind of struck up conversation and uh, we had beers after that. We went to the bar across the street and became best friends. So it was one of those things where like I kind of I kind of started fitting in right away, you know, and that that was that was great. But once I got into culinary school and actually started doing, you know, learning French technique, that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know the the <coughs> excuse me the class sizes were kind of um uh, that's neither here nor there it was it was a challenge um the classes were so full that it Mm. was it was kind of like that you know that one-on-one with the with the instructor to really kind of hone your Mm -hmm. your your skill in for that particular challenge or whatever you were doing it was a little bit tough but it also kind of geared me to kind of be self-sufficient in the kitchen right you know like just kind of take take charge and and do it this way you know or do it my way and then um, get instruction later on on how I could have done it differently okay. does that make sense for sure what yeah. what
0: part was sort of your favorite like what what whether it's cooking techniques or what did you really just go man this is I was definitely born to do this you know
1: i i i loved garmanger, which was a, a a particular class in 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 school that it was all, like, garnishes and mm. terrines and, you know, making pâtés and different things. You know, it's like, um, if you've ever been to, like, a nice hotel and they have, like, you know, the ice-sculpted fish, yeah. you know, with the, all the little accoutrements around right. it, you know, or they have the salmon made out of, like, cucumber, uh-huh. you know, thing. I love that. For, like, <laughs> I, I it was, it kind of, like, it was artistic. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to take your time. It was meticulous and yeah. you had to take your time and, and really kind of get in there. But, you know, f- learning French technique as a whole, just, you know, the mother sauces and um, braising was something that I, I still, I love braising food. Like it's, you know, slow, slow cooking, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it, that reminds me of the South and whenever I think Holy. about that, you know.
0: Totally. How many mother sauces are there? Five. Five. What right. are they?
1: Um, there's bechamel. Okay. There's the brown sauce. There's uh Espan- or that's espanol uh, there's tomato there's hollandaise and then there's velouté
0: okay what's velouté
1: velouté is a stock that you thicken with roux
0: okay okay so
1: it's kind of like a a gravy
0: mm-hmm. kind
1: of i mean it's do yeah.
0: you have a favorite sauce uh You're very good at hollandaise. Yeah. Very good. I would say
1: hollandaise and like to make it old, old school way, you know, where you have to watch the, you know, Mm -hmm. you're whipping the egg yolk into a ribbon stage over a Mm -hmm. double boiler. Like, again, it's kind of that thing where you're like, you're a part of the sauce, you know, you become one, you know, you can totally do it in a blender and it makes it like that, Uh you know, and it's, it's super quick, but there's something about really learning that and, and. Making sure you don't have scrambled eggs at the end of the. <laughs> Your nerdiness is coming out. I know. So I know. Hard it's, right yeah, now. it's totally. I have ADD a little bit. I like, I like to focus it on things and.
0: Uh, you actually taught at this school.
1: Uh, not at not at WCI. I oh, different. At, it was a different, different school. So all the really great teachers from WCI left. Okay. And WCI now is defunct. Like it was. The issue with the cordon bleu. Was that it, it's kind of a franchise, mm-hmm. like you know the one that's in um, Canada and in, in France, they sell off their curriculum to these other schools, right. and they can claim you know that it's Le Cordon Bleu. It's not sanctioned by the Le Cordon Bleu, so mm-hmm. it was it's it's a business. You know right. it wasn't. It, they just that was that was one of the issues for me in culinary school was that it was just they just pumped people through and they didn't care, and so like sure. you got mixed in with people that. Held you back almost, mm-hmm. you know, and and so that was kind because of, you had team projects that you had to do. So,
0: did that go into consideration when you became a teacher?
1: Yes. Okay, cause because you were an instructor for a while. Totally, yeah, and that was the that was the thing. All the great teachers from WCI left, right, and they started their own school. Okay, and the the part and I was working at a grocery store called New Seasons mm-hmm. at the time, running their deli. I was I was a, like a sous chef of their deli. Um, I was just kind of in between restaurant gigs and I, I needed some health insurance, blah, blah, blah. So I, 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 got the job and one of the instructors came in and was like, what are you doing here? You know? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just like, you know, I'm making a good salary, mm-hmm. you know, i have health insurance. And he was like, come talk to me. And so I went in and I was kind of, I was a teacher's assistant, but I, I helped run. I, I ran the class with, with the instructor. Mm-hmm. There's two of us in the class. Um, and you know I was responsible for curriculum and you know making sure the students were on task awesome. and all this stuff. But what we did, we ran uh, a restaurant. So at, it it was the last class of their schooling, and okay. we actually ran a restaurant for lunch and dinner. Mm. Um, and so we you know we put to task the the students as you know working restaurant people and. They had to, you know, prep and mm-hmm. write prep lists and make sure the floors were clean and, mm-hmm. you know, all the everything that needs to take to run a restaurant. That's what they did. So right. um, I, I loved it. At first, it was it was a big change for me because mm-hmm. um, the restaurant industry is can be a little gritty at, at times. Sure. You know, not, not every time. I, I And I really think that the restaurant industry as a whole is has changed a lot. Um, But it's, you know, you're working 60 hour weeks and, you know, with four hours of sleep and it's Mm -hmm. it's rough. It's a rough industry. So we gave them kind of a real world experience whenever it came to running the restaurant, you know. And so that was really important to me that it wasn't just another you know, money factory and that, and it, they turned out to be, it's the best school in, in Portland, you know, and it's, it still is, I think.
0: Uh, I know you worked at Veritable Quandary for yeah. a while and kind of, like you said, you're home away from home. What yeah. other restaurants did you work at in Portland?
1: Uh, Jake's Crawfish. Okay. Whenever I first got there, um, and that was a job I had to, uh, I had to quit because I was working uh, at that time. I was still in culinary school. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you guys have ever been to Jake's Crawfish, it, it's massive. And it, I worked the oyster bar, so I was shucking oysters. And, you know, we would do 300 people a night. And, and it was all, like, they had, like, 20 different oysters that right. you could choose from. So it was this mix and match of oysters. And um, and we're also making, you know, salads and shrimp mm-hmm. cocktails and stuff. But, like, um, I, had, I worked the night shift because I was in school during the day. And so I would have to – I caught the first bus in because we lived out towards Tigard, mm-hmm. I caught the very first bus in at 4.30 in the morning to get to my morning class that started at 6 because there was no buses that ran between 5 and 6. Right. There was one at 4.30 and there was one at four, 5.45. And I would have been late because my class started at 6, right? So I would get up at, you know, I'd be at the bus stop at 4.30 because I sold everything that I owned, my car, everything to right. move to Portland. Wow. And so... Uh, yeah, it, so I take the first bus in, and then I closed Jake's down, and I would so I would take the last bus out, and so it was the first bus in, last bus out every, for like six months, and finally I was just like I can't,
0: no, I can't do this because from
1: twelve thirty to one thirty I'm on the bus sleeping until I get home, mm-hmm. crawl into bed for another three hours, and then get back up and mm, just do it that's again. That's brutal. It was brutal, and so I, I quit there, and then I worked at. A couple other little restaurants. I I don't even remember what the name of one of them. They they only, were only open like a year. Okay. But
0: yeah. You know. uh, Toro Bravo.
1: I didn't work there. No. You didn't work at Toro no, Bravo. No. Okay. No.
0: no. I don't know why I thought you did. Huh. Okay.
1: No. I worked at a crepery for a little bit. Oh really? Yeah, making crepes. That was that was kind of interesting. Um, I was over on Hawthorne, but then, uh, like I said, I I didn't work there very long. I got the job at, at Veritable Laundry right. and really just sunk my teeth into that because that was like, <clears throat> pardon me, that was like the style of cooking that I wanted.
0: Yeah. What made you decide to move down to the Valley?
1: Um We, I had plans to open a restaurant
0: mm-hmm.
1: with um, uh, some, uh, a couple of my friends and um, I had, I hadn't been coming down from Portland because I had met a, a lady while I was in, I lived in Las Vegas for a while. Yep. And I had made friends with this lady. <coughs> and we um, stayed friends, and she's from here. And so I'd come down from Portland to here, and um, uh, at, we just started talking about opening a restaurant. And mm-hmm. so I moved down a year earlier than expected to help Neil open up his restaurant.
0: Smithfield. so <coughs> you Sorry. helped. Yeah, you're good. Uh, you helped Neil Clooney open Smithfield yeah. in Ashland. Yeah, So
1: yeah. Yeah, and then um, I was the chef at Elements for a little while. Yep. And... Um, the partnership didn't work um, for the restaurant, so I kind of broke away and started doing my own thing at Downtown Market, and that's kind of where we're at now.
0: Yeah. What What was? How did the idea pop into your head? Because it is a. Pop, explain a little bit what a pop <clears throat> a pop up restaurant is.
1: Well, you're you're basically taking over um, another space, somebody else's restaurant. So mm-hmm. um, we had started doing brunches at Elements, um, and. The owners of Downtown Market, Nor and Brian, um, they would come in. That was Sunday was their day off, and we did br- uh, brunch on Sunday. And they would come in, and once they heard that I had left Elements, mm-hmm. um, they came to me and said, "Hey, we, you're the only good brunch in town. We would like you to maybe do brunch if you wanted to out of Downtown Market because we're not open on Sundays, and you know we'll set up a cooperative, and you know you'll make money off the food that you sell." And then, you know, I pay them rent and mm-hmm. sell their coffee and drinks and stuff for mm-hmm. them. So they make money doing that.
0: It's really successful.
1: Very successful. Yeah, we are flattered, how just humbled also of how successful it's become. Like, it's it's crazy.
0: So you guys have uh, four things on the menu, yep. and that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's easy. It, you know, my whole plan was to set something up to where I could produce, you know, good and beautiful food quickly so I could, you know, for me to make money, you know, selling food, I want to kind of, you know, restaurant term, turn and burn, meaning Mm -hmm. I need to put out food, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: have, have those people leave so I can set somebody else down and put out more food, you know, very quickly. But I didn't want it to be, you know, just your normal everyday breakfast, you know, I wanted it to be something that was a little bit different. So we, we do three savory and one sweet every week. Why brunch? Uh, I, I I love it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good moneymaker for Mm -hmm. me too. I mean, if, you know, if you're talking business sense, um, the breakfast or or brunch is, it's, it's eggs and, 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 you know, butter. So Uh butter's a little bit expensive and eggs can be, but it's a, it's a good moneymaker.
0: Right. And, um, I know before over easy started, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but you got a little burned out. From yeah the, from the business, yeah, there's a dark side to this business
1: it, it's it's it is dark, you know i there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of extracurricular activities that take place, you know, there's a lot of drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean it, I, I guess it's in every it it's right there. You know, you get off of work and you're at a bar already. You know what I mean? Right. So So it can be a little, you know, there's a lot of drugs and a lot of drinking that can be involved in, depending on where you're at, you know, what kind of restaurant you're in. But, Did you
0: get tired of being in the kitchen?
1: Yeah. It's Like I said, you're working 60, 70-hour weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's grueling. Mm-hmm. You know, you get maybe half a day off a week and um, it gets to the point to where if you're not doing something for yourself and you're working for other people and making them money and you're working so hard and not making very much money it gets it gets frustrating
0: you know I mean I know you took a job at some point just as a a line cook right because you were just like I don't want to be in charge I just I'm burned out
1: yeah I started working over at Lark's whenever they first opened up here in Medford um in at the Commons and uh I just kind of hit out. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I just come off of uh, working at Elements and, like, as probably everybody knows, that's a busy restaurant, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I, 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 this is what I know. I know cooking, you know. I've, I've f- focused on this from since I was 16 right. years old, you right. know. And so leaving that, I didn't know what I was doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had no idea of where, where if I was moving... Back to Portland, or if mm-hmm. I was, I was thinking about moving home to Oklahoma City at that point. Wow! Um, I had met a uh, a woman at um, Elements, uh, Stephanie. That's now my a, wife. A <laughs> <woman>. <laughs> yes, a beautiful woman. Um, I was trying to think of a <laughs> a description <laughs> that was would be fitting, but I, yeah. I couldn't. Um, she and she she kept me afloat during the mm-hmm. that time because I was. I was kind of down and out, you know, Mm -hmm. I was drinking a lot and um, not taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And she really, she was stood by me the entire time, you know, and like,
0: yeah. And it's, I mean, I know it it is, there's a dark side to this and and like you said, it's grueling and and you work long hours, but you're, you're still in it. You still love it. Like
1: I said, it it takes a special person to really stick with the restaurant industry. Um, It's, it's one of those things where I I don't see myself doing, if, if, even if I don't run a restaurant or if I don't have my own restaurant um, I see myself working with food in some way one form or another right. you know
0: getting back to Stephanie you guys met at elements she yeah. was front of the house yeah. you were in the back yeah how did that st- I mean you remember obviously when you met her yeah how, how did that
1: well I told Dennett or Chris Dennett um, she came in to interview
0: uh-huh.
1: one day and I had well, I was there of course working and Chris pulled me out and I had so she tells a story where I came into Smithfield's kitchen. She was working at Smithfield's as a waitress. Oh,
0: okay.
1: And this was after I had left Smithfield's and I came back just to hang out with Neil Clooney, the the, the chef. Me and him were supposed to be having beers together. So I, I walked in through the back door, you know, into the kitchen and was talking to Neil and Stephanie was in there. I absolutely don't remember that part but she could like she you're you were wearing a red flannel and you know your converse and um she was asking everybody who i was and then she came to interview elements
0: Uh uh-huh
1: and chris pulled me out of the um the kitchen and i made a complete buffoon out of myself i she my wife is hot and I, <laughs> I, I, I saw her and I was just like, you have to hire this girl. Like, like if anything, <laughs> I, just, so I can get to know her, you know, and um, so Chris, uh, n- not that he took my recommendation to, to hire but he was already going to hire, but she had said, she said to me, she was like, oh yeah, we've already met. And I, I and I totally don't Nothing. remember. And I was Nothing. just like, oh, did I, did we work together? and she was like she felt def, like deflated because well, sure. she thought she thought that i was hot you know and right. that cute or cute should i am not hot but cute <laughs> and um, and so she uh, she you know she already kind of was crushing on me and but it took a while and then one night we i was out uh after work, we'd all kind of gone out. We'd had this great night, at, mm-hmm. you know. And so all the kitchen guys went out, and we went next door to Howie's, and we're having uh, cocktails after work. And I came back, and I was, I was a little bit tipsy. I I left my bag and stuff at, at inside the, the restaurant, and so I, she was standing outside whenever I came back up, and I, I had a little liquid courage in me, and I was like, you know, we should we should totally hang out sometime, you know. Uh-huh. Well, she thought that I was saying that you know like to come out with a group of us you know what right, i mean right. and she was like yeah totally you know whenever you're whenever you know i was like okay well, let's go to uh let's go to sushi tomorrow night and she was like okay and she was expecting there to be a group it was of just the people, two of you. and it was just two of us and a, and she was like so is this a, is this a date i was like yeah this is a date like i, <laughs> I thought that was understood <laughs> she was like no i thought you were talking about everybody said, no me and you and it's it's been on since then, so. Yeah, you yeah. guys got
0: married when? Two
1: thousand and fourteen? No. <laughs> Where am I at? Sorry, Stephanie. 15, 2015
0: It was a love. It was a. It was a lovely reception. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had it out. It the, was fun.
1: Uh, you know, uh, again, uh, it's it's nice to know people in the restaurant industry. We had it out at uh, the Frau Schoolhouse mm-hmm. out on their deck, mm-hmm. and uh, it was great. It and was she, hot.
0: as a bride, she was a stunner. Oh man. Beautiful. Me
1: and my dumpy self standing next to him, and it Stop was. Stop
0: it. I
1: did have the seersucker. I, I represented the, sou- the yeah, south. You know, you with did. the seersucker.
0: Um, and you guys, um, recently had a, a child, a a yeah. four-legged child. Yes.
1: Yeah. Bugsy Malone. Bugsy he's, Malone. Yeah. He's the. Uh, he's really the most important thing in our <laughs> relationship. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> whenever, whenever, cute. yes. Whenever he's around, I don't exist, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's that's okay.
0: Plans to have more
1: uh yes if i know stephanie there's plans to have we're i mean if it was up to stephanie we'd have a dog sanctuary and have like a hundred dogs like legitimately that's her goal in life is to have an animal sanctuary so um we you know right now we live uh in downtown medford we're looking for a house, right? And so uh, we need something with a yard before sure. we go any bigger. Bugsy's a little Boston Terrier pug, so
0: if I can, I'll I'll put up a picture of him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So my husband Chuck wants me to ask about the Benicio del Toro story.
1: Oh, that was a that was awesome. Okay. So Benicio was um, whenever I was working at the Veritable Quandary, we, um, we're that restaurant was right off of the Hawthorne Bridge and on the downtown side of, in, in Portland. And um, they were filming the. Um, I can't remember what the name of the movie was. The it, it was where Benicio was being chased by Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee, he was like a. Fu- uh, was it, it? wasn't the fugitive.
0: No, I. I but can't it help was. You. It, yeah,
1: it was. It was back in the early two thousands, maybe late nine. And anyways, they were filming on the bridge. Okay. And um, I got off of work one day and um they i had heard that they you know tommy lee and benicio Mm -hmm. and i want to say there was another famous like gwyneth paltrow maybe was in that movie but i I can't remember anyways they had all had been coming in you know because they were shooting at night and uh one day i got off of work and of course i sat down at the bar and and as soon as i sat down it was a shot of jameson i drink jameson on on the rocks and and a beer back so I sat down at the, at the bar and like the, without even asking the bartender just puts up what sure. I drink after I get off, you know, sure. and the guy sitting next to me to my left, I didn't really pay attention. He was a customer and I, I didn't really like, whenever you sit down after you get off work, you don't want to bug people if they're eating or doing whatever. You How know did that, I do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how's that burger I made for you, you know, um, but he was actually eating a hamburger and he was like, wow, you must know people here. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, and I still hadn't looked over at him. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I work here. And he was like, oh, well, that makes sense. He goes, did you make?" He goes, what do you do, you know? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. again, I still haven't even looked at the guy. You sure. know, I'm still, like, trying to collect my thoughts. And I was writing out my prep list. And um, I was like, oh, I work the grill. He was like, oh, so you probably made my hamburger, huh? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, man, this is one of the best burgers I've ever had. And I, I turned around and looked at him, and it was Benicio, benicio del, del toro, toro right. and i looked at him i was like hey you're benicio del toro <laughs> <laughs> and, and he and he was he started laughing He was like yep i was like oh man i love everything you're in you know and then i kind of fanboyed out on him a little bit and he was like i was like well let me buy you a beer you know like and he was like no 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 let me buy you a beer and he ordered me this great whiskey like top shelf whiskey mm. and this amazing beer and we sat there and had conversation for like Thirty minutes, and of course, all the waitresses in 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 the place. We were all family, like we. Mm-hmm. It it was an incestuous family, is what it right, was, right, right, you know. Right, right, and right. and so we we all like the whole time. Like I'd get up to use bathroom, they'd all come. The girls would come run over. Like, what's he like? Is he nice? You know, what's what's he doing after this? Should we? You know. And so like it became this thing, and the whole time I'm just sitting there drinking whiskey with Benicio del Toro. With you your know? new like, best friend. Oh man, it was. <laughs> We were bros after that. <laughs> totally.
0: Friends forever. Um, I have to ask about your tattoos. You have quite a few of them. Yep. Yeah. Um, when did you get your first one? Do you remember?
1: Uh, in 2000.
0: Is yeah. it, was it an, a little bit of an addiction for you?
1: Uh, now it is. Yeah. Now, now it, it, is. it is. Yeah. yeah. At the time, I didn't, you know, whenever I first got my first one, mm-hmm. um, I was in Las Vegas for the millennium and, or the, you know, mm-hmm. turning into mm-hmm. 2000. Mm-hmm. And it was a. Uh, crazy party and and i have friends that live there i whenever i actually moved to vegas for a couple of years also um and worked at the border grill and stuff before but, but before we i moved there we had gone mm-hmm. there for the for the change and um it was nuts and i, I got my first tattoo on my left arm it was the flames mm-hmm. and then it just has grown from there do you have a favorite um I would say my this the swallows on my hand or mm-hmm. are probably one of my favorites and probably my mom tattoo is my all-time favorite.
0: That was that a recent one?
1: No, this is one this is uh, uh, one of my older ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That is a good but one. But it you know it's 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 based off the the traditional like heart tattoo that says mom except mm-hmm. it's an anatomically correct heart with veins that says mom on it and has some you know, little spines in it and stuff. So
0: any cooking-related tattoos? Uh, my
1: whole right arm is basically food-related. Okay. There's awesome. hops and barley. Um, I have an artichoke sacred heart. Um, I have a pig. I have a pig skull with asparagus and mushrooms around it. I ha- and, awesome. and the one that I'm getting worked on right now is an eggplant that's being chopped with a knife and some garlic and gooseberries and and, and
0: raspberries. That's super fun. Yeah. Um, we're kind of wrapping up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious as a chef, cause I know you don't, you don't cook at home.
1: Yeah. No, no. You I, I mean, I do not as, not as much as I should. Right. Yeah. You know?
0: But when you open up your wallet, you want to eat local. Where do you eat?
1: Um, my, well, the place I'm crushing on right now that I, that I'm in love with is Surah.
0: That's in downtown.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That, so that was the one thing that i think that that medford is is kind of missing is that culturally diverse f- food scene mm-hmm. um it's you know it's kind of meat and potatoes here and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that like right. it's it that's it there's always a place for that um i my I, you know coming from portland and even from oklahoma city oklahoma city was kind of a, a melting pot we had a bit we have a big vietnamese culture there mm-hmm. um and so i kind of grew up on that also. You know, I, mm-hmm. some of my friends in, in high school were Vietnamese and we'd go to all these crazy restaurants that I had never been to before and I was blown away. So I think right now Surah is is one of my faves. Um, Smithfields, of course, if, for a steak. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Moss is, I think, is one of the mm-hmm. up-and-coming, like, Josh is doing some amazing food and yeah. just blew me. I, I went mm-hmm. there and it blew me away. Like, taste... The profiles that he's doing, and a lot of it is a Japanese um, influenced. He's mm-hmm. using a lot of Japanese technique that mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with, and so like some of the stuff he's doing is just amazing.
0: I follow him on Instagram, and literally every time he posts food, yeah, I have no idea what any it, of
1: it, it is. Half the time, I don't either. It was like, <laughs> it's it's, crazy. It, and it's beautiful. it it's yes. just works of art. Gorgeous, you know. And he's now got his own spot, which is awesome. He he was he was doing a pop up also out of mix, right. And now he's got his own little spot that's, mm-hmm. um, I haven't been to it yet, but Coquina is another spot that I, I really love mm-hmm. too. She's doing amazing stuff there too. Sure. Yeah.
0: We're, we have a lot of nice restaurants here. Yeah. Like good food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. My final three, uh, best advice you've ever been given.
1: So I, th- I worked for a chef and he, there was one day I was walking through the kitchen. I don't know if this is, I think this is advice cause I, I apply it to the rest of my life. um, and he told me, I stepped over this piece of trash that was on the floor, like a you know, was like a crumpled up um, napkin or something. Right. You know? Step over it. And he was like, you're just going to step over that? And I was a sous chef at the time. Okay. It's like, you're just going to step over that? And I was like, step over what, chef? And I, I look back and there's a piece of paper on mm-hmm. the floor. He was like, that. And so I, I bent down and picked it up. He was like, the difference between a chef and a cook is that the chef will bend down and pick up the trash um, and the cook will step over it and get paid. Oh, and I was like, okay. But then I started thinking about that and I, I relate it to my life now. Like mm-hmm. it's the little things that mm-hmm. are, are hugely important, mm-hmm. you know, and like stepping over that piece of trash at this time, somebody else might pick it up. You know what I mean? But if nobody picks it up then that piece of trash stays there and then another piece of trash. Is on the floor somewhere else, mm-hmm. doesn't get picked up, and then before you know it, your whole floor is dirty. For and sure. to me, that I kind of encompass that into my life as a whole. You know, like it's the little things that are really important um, to not only in my in my cooking career, but in just in my my relationship with my wife. And you know, right. th- it's the little things that are important. And yeah. stepping over something and ignoring it only causes a bigger problem in hindsight. Yeah.
0: Uh, the difference between a professional and an amateur is sense of routine and yeah. attention to detail. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. the little yeah. things, for sure. Yeah. Um, if you left here, Oregon, Rogue Valley, mm-hmm. um, and you ever came back, what would you come back for? What's your happy place?
1: My wife. Honestly, like mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we. She she runs the front of the house. Is. But she, I mean, if, if I was to leave and she would come with me, obviously, but, um, you know, it, that she is my, she's my spine, you know, she's mm-hmm. my everything right now. And so, um, she, you know, she's, she, she's the one thing, you know, no, no matter how successful we are, she's the most important thing that's happened to me, um, in my life, mm-hmm. you know? So, nice. yeah. You know, so I, I, f- I feel like that's the one thing that I'll definitely take away. Got is it. her yes
0: because you guys met in Oregon
1: yeah Beautiful. and the food the food I would definitely come back for mm-hmm. to Oregon as a whole right like the food is is amazing here okay
0: um, speaking of my last question has to do with food uh, you've been given a last meal and a last drink a meal that you don't have to cook right what would it be
1: duck confit um, some kind of gnocchi like, I like a little butter squash, butternut squash and maybe a little bacon in there. But, I, I you know, duck confit as a whole, like, that is – that's God's gift to the world, man. It is, it is the most it – is. it is so it, – it's the best. It's mm-hmm. the best. And then um, whiskey. Jameson, mm-hmm. probably. Jameson probably. Yeah. probably yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. okay. just something I always go back to <laughs> awesome it's been my best friend
0: all right so over easy you guys are open Saturdays and Sundays uh, mm-hmm. it's a pop-up downtown Medford market yep. downtown market yep. in downtown Medford
1: yep yeah
0: What the hours are
1: nine uh, o'clock to uh, our last seating now is at 1 15 okay we close the doors at 1 30 okay. um, we are set up as a cooperative so there's somebody else that comes in at night to bake Okay. so we have to be out there by one thirty.
0: You can follow over easy on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. to take a look at that menu. Yep, both of them. Looks pretty good, Brady.
1: I post my menu on Thursdays.
0: Oh, Thursdays. So, yeah. Perfect. So you can plan your weekend. Exactly. All right, Brady, yep. thank you so much. Thank
1: you very much.
0: Uh, we are working to put uh, this podcast on future platforms, so t- stay tuned. You can find this podcast though at ktbl.com. Just go to features and look for Off Script. Brady thanks.